You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, the topic of the podcast is starving for connection. Oftentimes, ideas will come to me for a podcast, and I write them down, waiting for a time when I feel inspired to talk about that subject. It was quite a while ago that the title, Starving for Connection, came to me, and it's been on my list for nearly a year. Now seemed like the perfect time to talk about this, because humanity is becoming more disconnected than ever. The message being given to us in these chaotic times are stay away from each other, keep your distance, don't gather, and be afraid of your neighbor because he or she may be a carrier. Although I never got into zombie movies, I saw a little bit of a zombie movie quite a while ago at my son's house, And in that movie, human beings were becoming zombies. And if you were not yet a zombie, you were in danger of catching the zombie virus, so to speak. Quite fitting. Those who were fighting against the zombies were fighting for their humanness. They were fighting for their thoughts, their feelings, and emotions. They didn't want to lose themselves and become one of the walking dead, because this is what a zombie is. A zombie has surrendered his or her humanity and become a lifeless robot plugged into a system that destroys any remaining life on the planet. It's similar to the vampire mythology, except that in most vampire movies, there are a select few who are targeted by the vampires and once bitten He or she becomes a vampire and targets others. It's a little slower-moving virus, but nevertheless feeds upon the lifeblood of humanity. We're now in the age of the coronavirus pandemic, and if you step back and observe what's happening on a large scale, there are some similar themes going on here. It's not that people who get the coronavirus become vampires or zombies. The virus itself is not the real problem here. It's the agendas behind the virus and how these agendas are attacking and destroying our humanity. From where I sit, from my observations, there's so much more going on than meets the eye. We need to be very careful about plugging into the mainstream narrative, as this narrative is the greatest virus and it's the most contagious. We are not fighting the COVID-19 virus as much as we're fighting for our humanity and for our freedom. I had an experience this week that really affected me. I bought a small travel trailer and needed to get the title transferred. My partner and I called an auto license and title service business called Footwork 
because we understood it was the quickest, easiest way to do the title transfer. However, because of the social distancing concerns, we had to book an appointment to get in. They only wanted a few people in the office at a time, only the amount of people that they could serve. When calling, one is directed to a website to schedule an appointment. We'd have to wait a minimum of six weeks to get an appointment in our area. There were no appointments available the rest of the year in a neighboring town. So we bit the bullet and went to the Department of Licensing. We were given a piece of paper with a website on it and told that all title registrations were being done online. However, the process to do a title transfer was so complex that we were not successful. We couldn't just go online and do this process ourselves. We had to create an account, which there were three different verification processes, And each time that I logged in to see if there was any progress, I had to go through a phone verification process. But the person selling me the trailer also had to create an account and jump through the hoops. He was an older gentleman who didn't own a computer and didn't do things online. So he had a neighbor help him. And because the process is very unclear, he ended up filling out the wrong form. He'd already gone to his insurance company to notarize the title, and he gave me the title, and he did all he was normally required to do. So you can imagine his frustration. When I tried to call the Department of Motor Vehicles phone number that was on the paper they gave me for assistance, I received a recording telling me they were experiencing higher than normal call volumes and please call back. And then I was disconnected. There was no option to hold. My frustration level was so high dealing with this complex, non-user-friendly system that I went in search for another alternative. I found another footwork an hour and a half away in a small town and found that I could get an appointment right away, so I booked it. And I booked it about a week out, but then I realized, you know what, I just want to get this done, so I changed the appointment However, when I got there, after driving 90 minutes, I was told that my appointment wasn't for that day. It was for the next week. And I said, but I changed it. I changed it to today. However, I didn't have the confirmation. For some reason, the process hadn't completed itself. And I had driven 90 minutes to go through this process of getting my trailer registered. And all they could say is, sorry, ma'am, we can't help you. You have to have an appointment. Your appointment's next week. And I I pretty much demanded. I said, you need to help me. I'm going to stand here until you do. And it turned out that another man showed up for his appointment. He didn't have the right paperwork. And he left angry and in a huff. And so they gave me his appointment. And I, I was able to get my trailer licensed. When I was at the Department of Licensing, there were several staff members just standing around talking amongst themselves, and I wondered, why are they not helping the people who need help? We had no access to any of them. A man I had met at Footwork, who also was licensing a vehicle, drove a total of five hours to license his vehicle. He explained how he went through the same process of going to the Department of Licensing where he also saw several employees standing around talking 
amongst each other. He was also given the website address and found it too complex to deal with. It was beginning to feel that the social distancing craze was giving big business and government the excuse to dehumanize people and plug us into an automated robotic system void of any human support or connection. Of course, this has been happening for a long time now, as we no longer get people on the phone when we call banks or phone companies or any other kind of big business. We get plugged into a system in which we're asked to jump through a series of hoops before we're able to connect with a live human being. And in many cases, we don't get connected to a live human being at all. I had another circumstance where my internet company raised my rates, my my monthly fee for my internet, by over $20 a month during the pandemic without any warning or notification. And then they became inaccessible. When I try to call to find out why they raised my rates without notice, I'd receive a recording telling me that due to COVID-19, they were only open from 9 to 2 Eastern Time, which converts to 6 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, where I live. When I tried to call them, I was kept on hold for so long, I finally had to give up. In order to keep my sanity and value my own time, I concluded that it was actually better to pay the extra $20 for my internet than stress about trying to reach a human being. It began to feel to me like this was planned by the large internet companies to take advantage of people during the pandemic. I live in a small town and I don't have other options for internet and my business depends on it. So I'm at the mercy of these mega corporations I started to realize that I was not alone here. Many of us were experiencing this kind of dehumanization increasing during this pandemic. I was getting to the point where I was so sick of hearing, due to COVID-19, we're now revoking your right to be treated as a human being. Well, that's my interpretation. Some may think my tolerance is low, and it is. It's really low for BS. The corporations I speak of should not be so affected by COVID-19 that they can't do the business they're getting paid to do. It isn't like all their employees are sick and dying. This is not what's happening. They're taking advantage of the extra government funding by laying off their employees and claiming hardship. Why would an internet company be affected? Everybody's dependent on the internet these days. They're not suffering financially. Their business is not being affected, and customer service reps usually sit in cubicles with some distance from their fellow workmate, but they all claim that due to social distancing requirements, they're unable to keep a full staff. The unemployment rates are rising to an all-time high. Many small businesses have been forced to go out of business because they can't recoup after being declared non-essential. And this gives the mega corporations more and more power. This epidemic is putting the little guy out of business and giving the power to the big guy. There are many 
more people being hurt by the forced shutdown than are being affected by COVID-19. And this makes no sense. This is why so many inquiring minds are looking beyond the mainstream narrative to find out what global agendas are being carried out, why we, the human population of planet Earth, are being brainwashed and gaslit. Everywhere I go, there are red X's on the floor with signs saying, practice social distancing. Keep six feet apart. All this is ridiculous. If you do your homework, you will discover that six feet of social distancing does nothing to prevent the spread of this kind of virus, and neither will the wearing of masks. But the masses are being brainwashed into believing that they're being protected. They aren't being protected. They're being dehumanized. They're being made to fear each other. However, with the increase in information coming out through the alternative media outlets, many people are beginning to take a stand. They're not only coming out, but they're coming out in protest of the many injustices that are happening in the world today. There are protests happening across the globe with more and more people saying, we are not having it. Whatever it is, more people are saying no. Meanwhile, as I look at video titles being put out by mainstream media, they are deep in the fear-mongering, talking about how the virus is spreading due to the protests and how they fear the numbers will rise higher, how they fear that the numbers will rise higher. They're trying to put that fear onto the mainstream. They want you to fear. Well, what I discovered is that they have changed the testing so that more people being tested are going to show positive because of the way that they're doing the test. The people testing may not be sick at all. They may not have the coronavirus at all, but the powers that be are looking for higher numbers. Why is this? Well, it seems that it has something to do with gaining control of the world population. Think about that. The numbers we're paying more attention to now are how many people are out of work. How many people can't feed their families? How many people are losing their homes, their livelihoods? And how many people are even losing their will to live? How much child abuse has increased and spousal abuse? What about alcoholism and drug addiction? These are the kind of numbers we really need to be paying attention to. In the U.S., the country is opening back up, but really nothing has changed where the numbers are concerned. Whatever is going on behind the scenes, we may not know for sure, but we do know that on a global level, we've taken a major economic hit. And if the world did not open back up, there would be a revolution, unlike anything we've seen before. It would no more be country against country. It would be the people 
against their oppressors. A lot of what's going on in the world today is unconscious. Many people are unaware of the bigger picture and the energetic shift that is happening on a global scale. We're in another period of darkness versus the light, and I'm of the belief the light is strong and it's growing, and let me tell you why. The human rights that have been revoked during this global pandemic is not a case of a frog in a pot of water, where the water is turned up so slowly that the frog doesn't realize it's cooking. In this case, the heat was turned up so quickly that a majority of people were able to see the damage that was being done and protest against it. The lack of connection that has happened during an extreme period of social isolation has brought to the awareness of many people how badly we need to connect with each other. We don't want to be robots. We don't want to be zombies. We're human beings and we want to embrace our humanness. Another thing being brought to our awareness is some of the agendas of those in power. They're really hard to ignore. One must be pretty deeply unconscious to ignore what's going on in the world right now. When George Floyd was murdered by the police here in the U.S., the people of the nation said no. They demanded that these officers be held accountable for the wrongful death of this man. There was public outrage, as there should be. The saying, evil thrives when good men do nothing, is so true. We, the good men and women of the world, can no longer stand by and allow the corrupt forces of the planet to have their way with us. We are much larger in numbers and our voices much stronger especially when we come together. It is true that we are also divided. Many are at war with each other. This is the workings of the superior ego that I talked about in my last podcast. We are more powerful together. The corrupt powers of the world use the tactic of divide and conquer to weaken us. As nations, when we war against each other, we are weak. When we are united, we are strong. One thing I see coming to the forefront right now is that we are truly starving for a connection. We are hungry to connect. We are social creatures. We're not meant to live in a bubble separated and isolated from each other. We're beginning to see how our technology is separating us. Although this has been happening for nearly two decades now, it's coming to a head at this time when we're told we need to stay away from each other. We listen for a while to the leaders who are calling the shots, but then we begin to act like rebellious teenagers who sneak out through the window at night. Technology tries to separate us, but our humanness pulls us back together. 
connection begins first with ourselves, secondly with nature, and finally with each other. We can't truly be connected with each other if we're not first connected with ourselves. So what does it mean to be connected with yourself? Well, it means that you are not afraid to truly be with yourself. You need to be able to be at peace in your own company, to be at peace with your thoughts and your feelings. You need to be able to be with yourself without all the distractions of television, the internet, food, alcohol, drugs, work, and sex. You need to be able to sit quietly with yourself without outer distractions. Tune into your own spirit. Tune into the presence within you. Find peace there. Perhaps this is the gift that has come from social isolation. It's given many people the opportunity to go within and face the demons that keep them from themselves. Of course, not everybody has embraced this opportunity. Many have had the television and the internet on as their constant companions. The focus remains outside of themselves and they remain disconnected from their inner core. The second part of connection is nature. Nature is our greatest teacher as she is naturally connected. Everything in nature is connected. Nature seems to know its place in the dance of life. And when we're plugged into nature, we seem to plug deeper into ourselves, seeing ourselves not as separate from nature, but as a part of nature. My partner and I have had some amazing experiences in nature since this whole pandemic started. We've had the experience of blending into nature and being a part of her, rather than being on the outside looking in. One example is the story of the hummingbird. I relocated the hummingbird feeder at my house to hang on the eaves right outside of the deck railings. And I did this so the nectar would no longer drip on the deck when the hummingbirds came to feed. We were both standing right against the deck railing looking out over the yard when a hummingbird came to feed. And it was only inches from our face. We stood very still and marveled at the close proximity of the hummingbird. We were able to see every tiny detail as it flitted around the feeder. She came right in front of my face as if to say thank you, and then she went back to the feeder to drink more of the nectar. We stayed very quiet and still as the little bird stayed very close to us for so long, and we ended up leaving before she did. A few days later, we were walking down by the river, and our eyes caught sight of a black hawk sitting on a tree branch right over the trail where we were walking. Normally, when we would approach a tree with a hawk or eagle or a great blue heron, the birds would take flight. But lately, they have not. The hawk stayed on the branch, and we sat there on a log watching it and marveling at how close we could be in communion with the hawk. After sitting with the hawk for a while, my partner decided to get up and slowly walk 
the trail under the tree where the hawk was sitting. And we fully expected it would take flight. But instead, it just sat there, and it observed my partner walking beneath the tree. After a while, he came back under the tree and sat back down with me on the log, and the hawk remained fully aware of our presence, yet unthreatened by it. And in this case, we left before the hawk did. We also had these experiences with an eagle and a great blue heron. Where normally these birds would take flight, they seemed unthreatened by our presence. We felt this was because we were in such deep communion with nature. It was a pretty amazing experience. There seems to be so much magic that is happening now as we go out into nature. When we find that communion within ourselves and then find that communion with nature, we naturally have a greater communion with each other. Down by the river was the one place away from home where we experienced humans in their natural environment. People were friendly. They were not wearing masks. They did not attempt to avoid us. They did not appear to be threatened. We were all friends on the trail. We were all neighbors who appeared to be grateful for our connection with nature and with each other. It would be a shame if people felt so threatened by one another that they avoided human connection altogether. Let's not allow that to happen. A friend in my community wrote a letter to an art gallery in our area that is requiring the wearing of masks in order to enter the gallery. Now, a lot of businesses are doing this, but this friend of mine is a bit of a activist, and she likes to bring things to people's attention. So she wrote them a letter, and she said, I saw your note yesterday about requiring masks at the gallery. I just wanted to let you and others know that we had breakfast at a local restaurant this morning and they no longer require their employees to wear masks even serving food. The health inspector came by yesterday, which they were waiting for, and he said he was not requiring it. Several employees also said they were getting sick from wearing a mask for eight hours, including headaches, fatigue, and respiratory illness. They're very happy to be done with that. I hope that all of you will revisit this policy for everyone's sake and also for us all psychologically to return to a normal state of mind and human connection without fear of normal, healthy exchange of bazillions of microbes, which is part of what keeps the immune system strong. Many other stores are not requiring this either, and the science on social distancing guidelines is extremely dubious. As her husband with a PhD in immunology and having taught public health has explained, and she says, all the best, Susan. One point Susan made in her letter to the gallery is how it's normal and healthy to exchange bazillions of microbes, which is a part of what keeps the immune system strong. Social distancing and isolation can actually have the reverse effect of what is being taught in the mainstream. 
One doctor told us that there's likely to be a large influx of people getting sick once social isolation has ended, not because of the coronavirus, but because of a weakened immune system coming from the practice of social isolation. I also find it interesting how employees being required to wear masks for eight hours at a time are experiencing symptoms that could easily be interpreted to be COVID-19 symptoms, such as headaches, fatigue, and respiratory illness. Could the long-term wearing of masks be making you sick? It's time for us to come back out into life. It's time for us to reconnect with each other. It's time for us to stand in our power and say no to further attempts to isolate us from each other. If you're sick with the flu or think you have the virus, then by all means self-quarantine. Otherwise, let's put an end to the insanity and find our way back to ourselves, to nature, and to each other. We're starving for connection. We are hungry to belong. We need each other. We are social creatures. We are not meant to be left alone and isolated. So let's take this a step further and put our phones down, turn them off, turn off the television and the internet, look each other in the eye, and have a deep and meaningful conversation. Talk about what's on your heart, how you feel, what you dream of, and what's important to you. Let us join together. Let us rise up together and take our place as sovereign beings on this planet. We don't want to be controlled. We need to be free. We need to be free to love each other and lift each other up. We need to be self-governing and learn how to take care of each other. It is up to each one of us to end our social isolation, to connect on a deeper level and find our way home to our deepest selves and to each other. Thank you so much for listening. For more information on my work, please go to NarcissismFree.com to pathbacktoself.com, or to my new website for more spiritually based information, newearthcenter.org. Have a great day. Get outside, get out into nature, breathe the air. We'll see you in the next podcast.